I never felt pretty growing up, but when you discover the origins of our beauty standards, it's a real eye-opener. That's according to beauty journalist and broadcaster Anita Baguandas, who has written a book on the tyranny of modern beauty ideals. Uh, Anita, your book uh, is, ironically, it's called Ugly. Can you tell me what spurred you to write it? I had a sense of ugliness from a very young age. And it was only when I sort of really started looking into beauty standards and the history of them that I realised that there was a reason that I'd, I'd had that and that I'd grown up feeling ugly. And I basically wanted to unpick where we get this idea of ugliness from and, you know, who decided what was ugly and what was beautiful. And that sort of started the catalyst for the book. Uh, can I ask you, why did you feel that way? What what made you feel that way? Was there a, a trigger at some point? There was, yeah. I mean, there were multiple triggers, but one of the earliest ones that I can remember was when I was four, I went to a princess party and there was this rail of outfits and everyone got to, you know, everyone got a princess outfit. I was very excited. And when I got to the front of the queue, the lady who was giving out the outfits said to me, oh, you're, you're too big, you know, you have to have this butterfly outfit instead. And I remember being really crushed because it was the first time anyone had ever said anything about my appearance and particularly something that was negative. And it really stayed with me. And from that moment, you know, the things started to happen and I started to notice things. I started to notice that, you know, I always remember the teachers at school were sort of, they used to coo over the girls with the very long, like long blonde hair and you know, nobody was doing that to me. And then I noticed that, you know, while all my, you know, I noticed now that all my dolls were white and, you know, had blonde hair and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And those, when I look back, it's, I think it's all of those things built up to give me that sense of ugliness. But that, you know, that princess party was the first thing I remember. So as a, as a girl growing up, there was a stereotype, very much a stereotype of what beautiful was. And you felt, that's not me, I don't fit that stereotype, so I mustn't be beautiful. By definition, I must be ugly. Is that is that essentially it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think children, you know, children are looking for their place in the world. And, you know, that is part of our sort of development. And when you're told that, you know, you're you're big or you're fat or, you know, et cetera, you do, you do believe that because why would you not? You know, that's coming from an adult as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of when I got a sense of it, definitely. And, you know, as I said, everything around us, you know, tells us something about the world and our place and everything from my cartoons and the Disney princesses I was watching on TV to what I was seeing all around me was saying that I didn't fit in and I was ugly. OK, we'll get to whether or not that's changed or not in, in a moment. But I, I do want to ask you, and I'm quoting you here, you say, I made a pivotal life choice. Where is the worst place you can imagine a broken human obsessed with being thin and beautiful? Beautiful and never quite measuring up might find themselves, you guessed it, women's fashion magazines. It is the ultimate irony that you did end up in that world, isn't it? It is really ironic, yes. Yeah. Looking back now, I can see that my obsession with beauty, because as I got into my teen years, I became really obsessed with beauty products as a way to almost access beauty. I was always trying to look for like the best tip or like the best, you know, the best, I don't know, makeup product or skincare product that was I thought was going to change my life and finally give me access to being beautiful, attractive, pretty. And it sort of set me off on a lifelong obsession with, with cosmetics and the beauty industry and led to me becoming a beauty editor. And yeah, it's really ironic that the magazines I coveted when I was younger and was like, oh my God, I wish I, I looked like this. Or, you know, the magazines I read to get information about how to, you know, be beautiful, essentially, 
you know, I entered that world and it still didn't fix it, basically. Yeah, I mean, you're right that navigating ugly shaped your life uh, to say it shaped your life is an, is an understatement I suppose I can understand I can understand why that would be the case you asked a question in, in the piece I, I read am I fixed um, how did you come to deal with this and to address this yeah it's definitely been a long process I have you know I have done the things that a lot of people do when you know you've got some sort of like I guess long standing issue but you know I've had therapy and I've done all of those things and the thing that really has bridged the gap between feeling how I feel well how I felt and you know which was bad about the way that I look and then wanting to be like the people that I saw on Instagram etc the body positivity people that I admired and do amazing work I was like there was this weird gap in the middle and for some reason I can't seem to bridge it and for me that gap was when I started researching where beauty standards came from and when I started to understand that actually the the ideas of what's beautiful and what's ugly and everything in between, they come from somewhere. Beauty standards don't just exist. They didn't, you know, they have a purpose and they have a reason they've been designed and they there's a reason they've kept going throughout history. And once I unpicked that and started to really look at that, it made so much sense to me as to why I'd felt ugly and why I'd been made to feel ugly. And it started to give me a little bit more control and autonomy and knowledge over why I felt so bad about myself and it it did really help so that was that was my impetus as well for writing the book yeah uh, great and uh, do you think the world has changed from, from when you were a little girl and you know the definition of beauty was kind of you know um you know skinny white uh, I don't know blonde hair I'm I'm generalizing here but that that kind yeah. of stereotype um yeah it definitely has changed a little bit and I, I grew up in south wales and you know at the time even when i was a teenager i couldn't get any beauty products to suit my skin tone at all and you know like all of those things they do tell you that you don't fit in and that you're not important and you don't belong and i've got friends who've grown up different parts of the uk etc you know who who didn't couldn't get products to their afro textured hair etc and it does tell you something about yourself when you can't get the things that you need so I think now there is a lot more availability. Obviously, we have the internet, we can buy things online, but there is still an issue with representation and inclusivity and what and what we do think is, you know, ugly and beautiful. You can still walk into shops on the high street and not find products for your skin tone or not be able to find yeah. a hairdresser on the high street who can cut Afro textured hair or find clothes in your size. You know, there are lots of high street shops that still don't do plus sizes. And, or, you and, know. and that is demoralising, isn't it? Yeah. That must be very demoralising. Um, just a, a couple of uh, quick things before I let you go. Is it is it more of a female issue, do you think, than a male issue? Or do you think there are men out there who feel exactly the same way? Um, I definitely think there are men out there who feel the same way. I've had a lot of messages from men who said they felt like that. It, it does tend to be more of a female issue because women are judged more in their appearance than men are. And that's, you know, that's his, that's a historical fact. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it's definitely more for women, but there are men's issues for sure. And just to finish, I mean, you have you've written this book. You're in a, a much better place in relation to how, how you feel uh, about your appearance than you were as a younger person. What advice would you have to because I know there'll be people, men and women listening to this who go, I, I, that, I can really identify with this. I feel exactly the same way. What advice yeah. would you have to people? So I guess the first thing I would say is if you are on any forms of social media, particularly the ones that are image led, then I would get rid of anyone who makes you feel bad about yourself immediately. First thing you do after after listening to this, please go and do that. 
And then fill your feed with people who are inspirational. Fill your feed with people who are older, who, you know, don't fit inside that the beauty standard who feel great about themselves because it does really help and the second thing is i guess you know is is to learn about whether you read my book or not is to learn about where beauty standards come from and it does give you a sense of injustice and it gives you a sense of almost anger and i, I think that can really help you flip the switch into having autonomy over how you feel about your own appearance okay we will leave it there anita bagwandas thank you so much for talking to news talk breakfast this morning uh, author of the book ugly thank you so much for talking to us